Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Welcome to the month of May and welcome to another edition of Fox Sports Sunday. Maybe that intro is overdue since we're already to May 3rd. Hey, it's the first time we get to talk to you in this great month. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And Ephraim, it is so far, a, uh, I guess, a great May for Andy Dalton, or at least a better one than he had or maybe a year ago or two years ago. Is Andy Dalton now out of Cincinnati getting his wish after the Bengals released him after taking Joe Burrow with the first overall pick. And now Andy Dalton is a member of the Dallas Cowboys. And that has so many other ripple effects in the National Football League. But if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, or maybe even if you want to play the role of Andy Dalton, how are you feeling today on this third day of May now that you got a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, you got a job. <laughs> yes, you do. Right, in a time where uh... – majority of uh, Americans don't have uh, a job or employed, somebody decided that they were going to take a, a, you know, a a shot on the, what is it, the red rifle? Red rifle. The red pellet gun or or so on and so forth. That's cold. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. You saw that video of him rifling those 20-yard passes. Andy Dalton hasn't been good in five years. Andy Dalton has had one really great season, really good season in the National Football League. And outside of that, it's been mediocre. But I do think, Ephraim, that if you're the Dallas Cowboys, this is a this is a, a genius move for Dallas and a great move on the part of Mike McCarthy, Stephen Jones, and Jerry Jones. And what it really, I think, has done 
is the conversation about Andy Dalton and what was going to be his future. Now, it's first of all, it's crazy that Andy Dalton has been such a hot topic around the National Football League circles over these last few months. But let's be realistic. The reason why his name was a hot topic was because he was always connected to the New England Patriots as a possible successor to Tom Brady if, and now we find out when Tom Brady left, that maybe Andy Dalton would be a guy for New England. Well, now we find out that Dalton doesn't go to the New England Patriots, that the Patriots may just be happy with what they have there, or maybe they just feel that they're better off without Andy Dalton. But now he goes to another premier team with maybe even a bigger quarterback con- uh, quandary to go in the future, and that's the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. And I just I find this deal for the Cowboys as such a smart, smart move, Ephraim, because in the end, I do believe that Dallas wants Dak Prescott there as their long-term quarterback. They wouldn't give him the offers that they have if they didn't want that. But now it actually gives them some sort of leverage on their part to be like, hey, all right, we may not be able to break the bank for you, and if you want to sit there and hold out and turn down our mega deals that we're offering you, maybe we'll see how Andy Dalton works in the building for a year and move on from there. I think it's a genius move by the Dallas Cowboys to bring in Andy Dalton. Yeah, I, I, it's, that's a good move. I don't think uh, that the Cowboys have any hope, desire, or wish for Andy Dalton to pan out for them to be their quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton, he is who he is, and a new team isn't going to resurrect that, and let alone uh, you know the most popular brand in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Trust me, it'll only take a year of Andy Dalton starting for uh, the the Cowboy faithful to to start. Uh, you know, you're that shower on Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Okay, so what is Andy Dalton going to bring to your team? He's going to bring a championship vet. pedigree. No, no. But, right, clutch but, moments, playoff uh, winning experience. There could have been a playoff win, but then there was Vontez perfect. What, what I'm telling you is sure. if you're going to go away from someone like Dak Prescott, who has given you in his brief short time as, as a starting quarterback, playoff experience, division winning experience, playoff winning experience to someone like Andy Dalton, who's been in the league forever, who's never accomplished those things, then you have to be kidding me that you're going to sell that as crazy and as insane and uh, unlogical as Cowboy fans are sometimes. They're not going to buy that. I don't care. You know, a red rifle is a red rifle. I don't care what color the helmet is. And it's just not going to be the answer. You can't give up on Dak Prescott and say, well, we got Andy Dalton in here. So if you don't take this deal, Andy Dalton's going to take us to the promised land. I can promise you that's not going to happen. Well, I, I don't think that that's plan A. I, I mean, and, and it's evident in the deal that he got one year. Uh, incentives could push it up to $7 million, getting $3 million guaranteed. But what this did do, Ephraim, and and again, I, I, I said it earlier, of Dallas obviously wants Dak to be their quarterback. Otherwise, they wouldn't offer him a $33 million a year deal right, right, of that course. Dak turned down. But for the first time, maybe in these negotiations, Dallas actually has a little bit of leverage mm. 
mm-hmm. in in how they proceed with things because realistically they were the one and Jerry's Jerry Jones's history of caving in and paving guys like he did as he killed Elliot like he did Amari Cooper, we just assumed that he would probably do the same with Dak Prescott and Dak would get what he wants. At least in this scenario, if you're Dallas and if you're a member of the Jones family, you at least have a little bit of, okay, if you don't want to sign your long-term deal and you don't want to sign your franchise tender and play, we at least have a capable veteran to come in and do things where Dallas otherwise would have been high and dry without a quarterback to to enter the 2020 season whenever it's going to start. I actually like the move of Dallas of just being like, all right, we could we could maybe have a little bit of leverage in some of this so we aren't the ones handcuffed in negotiations. Oh, I mean, from that standpoint, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, you don't want to play with fire. Right, and you want to talk about leverage? That's not pretty. That's in in my opinion, that's not great leverage. Andy Dalton is not great leverage, and I'm sure Dak Prescott is like, all right, you can roll that out there if you want to, right? It, leverage implies that uh, someone has the advantage over you, you know. So when you talk about leverage and negotiation, it's well, you had a bad season, or you led the league in turnovers, or you know, we drafted this kid. You know who's who's who, who can replace you. The leverage not doesn't necessarily mean we got this old guy off a heap. Uh, well, who we're trying to give a, a rebirth to, so you better fall in the line, or because he, he you, one thing when you want to leverage someone like that, you don't want them to call your bluff. Okay, here let me let me compare it maybe this way. Hopefully this makes sense. You are going to a car dealership. And this is the difference of going in and driving your 87 Cutlass or having it towed in. Where it's like, okay, this thing is shot. This thing is, it's done. It's, there's no way it's towed. The car is dead. I need a new car. Heck, they know that in the, in the, in the dealership. Look, this guy doesn't even have a car that runs. He's going to need a new car. We've maybe got some leverage with this guy. At least if the car runs, Ephraim, the guy can leave the dealership with his own four wheels. And that's where I think that Dallas is. At least they have something to go on to be like, all right, well, maybe Andy Dalton picks it up. I saw somebody on Twitter point out the Cowboys face the AFC North in in the 2020 season. So now you've got Intel on four other teams. If that's the move, that's pretty smart. But I also think for a team that had zero leverage at all and is historically caved in to paying their own players, this at least gives them a little bit of leverage in dealing and being like, okay, Dak, if you really, really want to play hardball and if you want to ask for $40 million a year, we at least have a plan B or C to go if it's not going to get done. And, and, and that would just be for 2020. I at least think it gives the Cowboys that. Um. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, right. Do you uh, like the car dealership thing? Does uh, that, that make that, sense? That is pretty good. I mean, you compared uh, Andy Dalton to an old Buick, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess that's 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 accurate. He is like an old '85 Buick, but it runs. Yeah, yeah I know he. Uh, you know, and Gavin shouts out, "He's 32." Yeah, I know he's 32. But at 32, what has Andy Dalton done in the league? Andy, Andy Dalton got in the league when he was 22. That's 10 years. 
So, I, I don't know what Dak has done. I'm looking at the stats. I don't. I just not seeing it. So. Yeah, I I, I, it's so interesting. Dak's want to play. I mean, they want a playoff game. They beat Seattle in a wild card game a couple of years ago. They were the top. Dak's passer rating has actually been better than most of any of Andy Dalton's seasons that he's had. As I said, outside of that one season, and now I'm looking at it here, Andy Dalton has a, hasn't had a passer rating over 92, actually mm. 91.8 to be exact. That's a good backup since man. 2005. Good backup plan. Or 2015. That right. So I, I just, for me, with all of the talent and all of the money that they've invested into this team in the Dallas Cowboys, they, they can't make missteps right now, especially at the quarterback position. Right. Like you can't make a, a backwards or lateral step. Right. Because this team on paper was primed to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of last year. Right. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Did you get better? Let's just say Dak Prescott was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to hold out. Right? If he just was like, look, this quarantine thing got me thinking. Life is short. I'm going to hold out. And you roll into the season with Andy Dalton. What are the chances that the the Dallas Cowboys make the playoffs, in your opinion? Um, I think it would be about a 50-50 shot. Oh, oof. That's way more than I would give them. I would say probably a 30, 25%, 30% chance for them to make the playoffs. Now, let me ask you this. I said given those the, the same scenario, same team, same adjustments and, 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 and additions that they've made, if Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback going into the season for the Dallas Cowboys, what chance do you get them? Yeah, give I, them? Think, I think they're a top six team in the NFC, which would – you know, almost put them in the playoffs, basically. So about a 65 to 75% chance, okay. even though they missed it last year. Who are you willing to bet on? Well, listen, there's also there are also variables. And I'm not saying that it's an even deal. I'm just saying that Dallas has finally gotten at least something on their side. And if Dak wants to play the game of continuing holding out, maybe Andy Dalton clicks. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. But all of a sudden, now you're looking at their – we've seen an NFL where it's changed a little bit because quarterbacks are a little bit more available than they used to be maybe three or four years ago. I mean, heck, Cam Newton is still looking for work. Heck, Jameis Winston yeah. is you know, going to be on a one year deal so instead of just giving in to Dak because of the 2020 season coming up and having no options I think it just makes sense for Dallas and finally they kind of make a move that actually helps them in this in this sort of thing Dak is the better quarterback and Dak haters can say what they want even though Andy Dalton took the Bengals to four you know straight years of of making the playoffs you know Dak's numbers are a lot better than people want to give him credit for so, I mean, he is the better quarterback, but I just think Dallas did a little something here with this. And now it's not the Dallas needs Dak 100% of the who needs who more. You know what? Maybe the Cowboys got a little bit of respectability coming back with this. Yeah, it's crazy. Jameis Winston got a one-year deal, mm-hmm. and Andy Dalton gets a three-year guarantee with a chance to make seven. It's a one-year deal, uh, $3 million guarantee right. for Dalton, yeah. With a, so. with an opportunity to make seven. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Who would yeah. you take right now, Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston? James, James. Yeah, all day yeah. long. Yeah. At least yeah. we agree on that. <laughs> Easy from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. It took us 14 minutes, but we finally agreed on something. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get Ephraim on Twitter, at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. As we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, is there a big, big change in store for the NBA before even games have even resumed? That's next year on Fox Sports Sunday. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. La, la, la. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not la, la, la. It's <laughs> ooh, la, la, la. Oh, la, la, la. Wait, no. You just did it different than you said it was. I thought I was correct. No, you're not. You're not right. La la la. Woo. You say woo la la. It's ooh. Oh. Ooh, oh. La la la. See how soft that was? <laughs> not, not you la la la. Uh, you did it. You did it as ooh la 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 la. la. Oh, and then you God. said, oh, and then you sang on, it. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Check come the on, take. man. Eric B. tweets in, Dak has never won a divisional playoff game, so tell Ephraim to slow his roll on Team Dak. Okay, okay. Uh, I hope he's a, a a Dallas Cowboy fan, and good luck with Andy Dalton. <laughs> and uh, Kyle tweets in, Dalton's a slightly better version of Trubisky. Going to be 9-7 and seven or 8-8. Eight and eight. I think that's a diss to Andy Dalton. To be a slightly better version of Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, Dalton did go to, you know, Four straight the the playoffs four straight years. Mm-hmm. How many wins? So, oh, zero and four. Okay. Yeah, didn't, right. didn't work out. Didn't work out. Giddy from on Twitter. Addy from Salam. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Although we're we uh, we're apart these days, just like Ephraim and I are right now. We're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more too with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Reports surfacing this week that the NBA considering more and more to delay the start of the 2020 21 NBA season due to the coronavirus pandemic. 
This was an idea that was brought up uh, a few months back by uh, the owner of the Atlanta Hawks saying that maybe this is something that we should look into before COVID-19 ever came about. But now that the pandemic is here, we've been without sports for almost two months. Ephraim, uh, what raises your ear or maybe strikes a chord when you hear that the NBA is looking to start next season at around Christmas time? Um. I'm okay with that because that means they're trying to get this season in, right? So Mm -hmm. if they weren't trying to get this season in, then, of course, they would start normally. But there were already talks about them pushing the start of the season back for for more viewers. I don't have a problem with Christmas Day being the beginning of the uh, NBA season because it – no, I mean, those early months, unless you're a fan of the team – that's all football, right? Mm, that's all football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, and the crazy thing is baseball is in its postseason, and it's still all football during that time. So I don't – if you started the NBA season Christmas Day, that's already an NBA day, viewership would be through the roof, right? Christmas Eve, you start the season, you have games on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. roll a full schedule out on Christmas Day. And and then you just jump off and start the season there. I think it'd benefit the league financially, and I think it'd benefit the players in terms of getting a rest and, and, and being prepared and coming back ready to go. I, I think sports fans, and I know we've done enough shows where I've talked about sports calendar, and for a sports fan and their sports calendar's mind, this has always been the perfect way to do it. When the NBA, you know, had their work stoppage that they had what, 10 years ago, I believe they, they started the season then on Christmas Day. This was something that was always talked about to your point of football dominates so much of the fall and you have baseball dominating October. And when you have the NBA season now starting earlier and earlier, you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense. But what seemed to have changed the NBA's maybe thinking on this was we always thought that summer was a dead time for TV. You know, that's why there were were no new shows being aired in the summer. Everything had their, you know, season finale in May at some point because we felt that people weren't watching TV at that point. Well, now we've kind of come to find out that TV viewership is a little bit different than maybe it once was, that maybe people are watching TV in the summertime. But what's unique about this, Ephraim, because this is going to piggyback off of that idea, what the bigger picture is and the reason why the NBA may consider this is because of what you and I talked about a month ago or a month and a half ago is when are you going to go back to arenas? When are you going to go back to stadiums? And it seems that the NBA is realizing that there still will be a fear, there still will be an effect that people maybe won't go to arenas in October, they won't go in November, that they're hoping that maybe by March of 2021 that this would clear things up. And that could be the reason why the NBA is looking at delaying it because you may have a full entire season if you started it in October, Ephraim, where you couldn't have any fans or fans wouldn't be going to arenas. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the further you can get away from uh, the opening back of the country and the jitters of being back in society, the better you're all, off you'll be as a brand, especially sports, right? Because I'm clamoring for some sports, but I'm a hold back, mm-hmm. right? I'm a hold back on the games. And, you know, I just I, I just think back to the last NBA game I went to, which was the last game the Lakers played against the Nets, which was a loss, boo. But <laughs> – you know, just being there and being in that atmosphere was amazing. And then a week later, everything changes. Yeah. Like seven days later, everything changes. Nothing is normal again. 
And as we ride out into, and that was in March, that was March 12th or 15th or something like that, you know, like mid-March. Now we're we're so deep in this thing, it's like, what, what are we doing, right? Like, it's May. We're in May. And I, I think, you know, when we did that poll a couple of weeks ago, I think it was almost probably about a month ago now about would people go if they opened the country and the mm-hmm. games tomorrow. And, you know, we had a lot of people saying, yeah, I think the longer we go in this uh, lockdown, the more and more people are clamoring to get out to these type of live events. It's it really shows too that the NBA and I've always I I guess I I maybe judge the NBA a little wrong in essence of the like the PGA Tour for example has put out a schedule now whether that schedule sees the light of day we don't know but that's what their plan is that they they have a plan that's going forward and I've always wondered and I and I think I even said last week that I didn't want it to want a league trying to carry the banner because they wanted a profit off of it most of being the first to return we're back rally around us I felt that that was I don't know, to, to me, a little insensitive and, and cold-hearted. What I give the NBA credit of doing is taking their time and figuring it out and figuring what exactly they not only have to do with this season, but would have to do with a whole other season. And that's the next year and how that would be affected. And, and to see their plan, because the plan under the report that was released was not only would the league start in December, it wouldn't be a truncated regular season. You would play a full regular season with maybe an NBA Finals going into July and August of then 2021. And that's the type of season that you would have. So I, I give kudos to the NBA for, for coming up with a, fan, uh, a plan because they had a lot more things to juggle in saying, like, how are we going to figure this out okay let's take the temperature of the fan base and they're going to want to be back in arenas i give them a tip of the cap for doing that and it could change the nba for how we see it moving forward yeah and you know the all these are good changes i think uh, i think these changes will be uh welcome i think it'll give us a little bit more action in the summer mm-hmm. uh i know this is stepping on the big three uh sure. I, I know this is stepping on the big three's shoes but you know once you know football is over basketball is over and baseball is, you know, revving up a little bit, it's the dead zone, right? Once the two bigs are, are gone, it's the dead zone, and we're clamoring for any reports out of training camp and, sure. and you know, hard knocks and, and preseason games. And I think it benefit the, the NBA financially uh, in terms of viewers and sponsorship to uh, push the season to December and, and, and drag it in through uh, July. And you could see the NFL calendar changing as well with the shrinking of the preseason, the adding of the extra, uh, the 17th game. Uh, there could be changes to come into that. So maybe we just move from late July of an ending of an NBA season right into training camps and then preseason football in early to mid-August. That would be ideal for many. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. You can always listen to us live on foxsportsradio.com or the iHeartRadio app if you can't catch us on your local station. Get E from on Twitter, Addy from Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. There could be changes in the future to one NFL team including a potential Hall of Famer. We'll talk about that next, but first, David Gascon is here to give us the latest of what's happening on this May 3rd. Hello, David. Dan, uh, I got to ask. Yes. How was the barbecue? You know, here's, Sorry. here's the one thing that Dan forgot to do. I grilled some 
some ribs yesterday. I know Ephraim's not a ribs guy. I am but, a ribs guy. Oh, you are a ribs guy. Beef ribs, Beef right? ribs. Beef ribs. Yeah, I had some baby backs. I didn't count. I, my my thermometer, Dave, was yeah. a little off, and so temperature ran a little bit hot, so I calibrated it after the ribs, but ah. uh, but it, it turned out well. They were just a little more done yeah. than not done, but they were delicious. Man, uh, it was uh... – it looked it looked picturesque. It was, oh, I, I appreciate it was fit, that. It was fit for the gram. Yummy. <laughs> and so, did you use barbecue sauce? No or honey barbecue. Or no, nothing? no sauce oh, at all. Okay. Yeah. I uh, now is that your first time uh, down the uh, down the barrel of the the baby back? Ribs? No, no. Oh, okay. I thought actually, honestly, guys, I got a little cocky. I thought that I knew how to do it. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, ah, oh, you know, thermometer will be, it will be fine. Everything will be good. And it kind of burned me yesterday, literally. So yeah. hey, they looked awesome. Oh, thank you. So, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome, um, guys. Since you're there with the National Football League, a couple of different things. Uh, Daily Mail reporting earlier today, NFL will not go overseas for any international games in 2020, obviously because of the coronavirus outbreak. Kansas City Chiefs have picked up former Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson. Bucks have signed offensive tackle Josh Wells to a one-year deal. College football, former Mississippi State redshirt freshman tackle. Brevin Jones has transferred to Illinois and a couple of recruits coming on in. Kansas received a verbal commitment from three-star recruit Andrew Simpson. Texas got one from defensive end Jordan Thomas. He's six foot four, 235 pounds. He took Texas over Texas A&M. NBA right now looking for ways to get back to work, of course. And one general manager told ESPN that the big fear right now is the age of certain teams' head coaches and also other staffers, given the various reasons and excuse me, the factors placed on some people at a higher risk for serious issues that revolve around the coronavirus outbreak. In the National Hockey League, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said today that the NHL does resume its season. Players who fly into Canada while they border um, or, or while the border is closed would need to follow quarantine policies due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Angel has reportedly discussed stationing teams in a four different hubs not deemed hotspots due to the coronavirus outbreak. That includes Toronto, Columbus, and Edmonton is one of the front runners as well. Union of European Football Associations today set a deadline of May 25th for the leagues to decide their plans on the remaining games in the 2019-2020 regular season. Back to you guys. Appreciate it, Dave. And uh, just a heads up, there may be a hockey question in Easy As 1, 2, 3, 4 coming up in an hour. Oh, so, man. Ephraim, yeah, get ready to go for that one. Maybe maybe you could take it yourself or rely on the likes of David Gascon or Gavin Kinzel or Iowa Sam. Just wanted you to be fully prepared for that uh, coming up in an hour well, or thank so. Thank you for that. I'm, thank you for looking out for me. He's Ephraim Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get Ephraim on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800 800- 947 Auto, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We hope to be catching up with Bill Huber, who covers the Packers for Sports Illustrated in just a little bit. But what I want to ask you first, Ephraim, is now that the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror, we've seen some Super Bowl odds come out. 
end of the season, Kansas City Chiefs, obviously Super Bowl 54 champs. They put out odds immediately on what's going to happen in 2020 with nothing happening. The Chiefs were the odds-on favorite. But it was also at that time, this was February 3rd of 2020, you had the Buccaneers at 66-1. to You had the Baltimore Ravens at 8-1. You had the 49ers who just lost that Super Bowl as a 7-1 to favorite. If I were to tell you that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were now in the top four of the best odds to win Super Bowl 55, would you be surprised by that at all? No, not at all. Do you consider them a top four contender to win Super Bowl 55? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, but people, what do you say? People like to drink the Kool-Aid or like to get hype? Or You already know how that goes, man. But <laughs> look, they got better, okay? Mm-hmm. They got better. They at least cut down on their turnovers by three-fourths, okay? I mean, Tom Brady, we know he's not going to make those type of mistakes, especially with those type of weapons that he has at his disposal offensively. They did well in the draft for the defense. They've added some pieces. They're going to be a good, formidable team. In my opinion, they're playing in a tougher division. Uh, Tom Brady is older, and it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment. New offense, new personnel, all of those things. With that said, I don't see Tom Brady taking them to the Super Bowl. I see them coming down the wire and fighting for a playoff position. The Saints, who are in the uh, same division as the Buccaneers, are a 14-to-1 shot. Buccaneers are a 12-to-1 shot to win Super Bowl 55. So the Buccaneers right now, their odds are only better than the Saints. They're only worse than the Chiefs, than Baltimore, who's now 7-1, to and the 49ers, who are at 10-1. to So that's where you have to have the Buccaneers right now. And and, and odds don't say everything. And I think your point of, of what you of what you said, of, of believing in this team and then realistically of where they are, when you're betting on teams and putting money on them, it doesn't mean that they're the second-best team. Just People really like to, you know, like what the Buccaneers have done. Maybe they get a little overzealous. I just found it intriguing that it was such a a jump up for them to be a top four team. You had the Cowboys odd slip. The Patriots went from nine to one to twenty five to one, but still they're in the top eight of having of of winning a Super Bowl. And I I thought that they could have fallen off the cliff if you would have seen that. Maybe a a fifty to one shot or a forty to one shot. Heck, the Titans re-sign Ryan Tannehill and end up having their odds drop from twenty five to one to forty to one. <laughs> so it's just it's crazy to see how these these odds play out after the draft, after free agency. But the Buccaneers making the biggest splash, no doubt, this offseason. Now not only with the addition of Tom Brady, but of Rob Gronkowski and the uh, the odds in Las Vegas. Uh, have it shown those odds by the way courtesy of uh, bet online he is he from salam i'm dan buyer this is fox sports sunday we hope to talk a little green bay packers and hear about the future of what's going to happen in Tinletown. and we're not just talking about the 2020 season he's he from salam i'm dan buyer this is fox sports sunday fox sports sunday he's he from salam i'm dan buyer coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's amazing the draft was a little over uh a week ago wrapping up uh, a week ago yesterday, and it's still the talk of the National Football League and what the Green Bay Packers did in the first round, and that's taking Jordan Love, the quarterback out of Utah State, to be the backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers and realistically the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers as well. And I didn't think that this story had, you know, as – 
as much legs as as many legs if you want as it did Ephraim, but there is n- nothing else going on. But it also is this I don't know continuation of 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 a story of a theme that has been over the Green Bay Packers organization ever since. Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett Favre, and I just I find it funny because I actually did a hit on a local uh, on a on a Madison radio station, our affiliate Fox Sports 1070 in uh, in Madison on Friday, and we were talking about this dynamic with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, and we, we were talking about how this is now going to be the conversation, not of just the 2020 season, Ephraim. But this is going to be the thing that people are not only talking about for the past 10 days, but this is what people are going to be talking about for the next two years. It's just how crazy and how this thing is just blown up to, to huge proportions. Yeah, and, you know, look, the Green Bay Packers had to know that this was, you know, going to live and have legs just like it did when they did the same thing to Brett Favre years ago. This is what it is, right? You – just re-up Aaron Rodgers, gave him a truck of money, and then you draft, in your next draft, you draft his replacement. How is that even, right? Yeah, like, how is I that know. even, what are we What are we doing? It's, it, it, I look at it this way. Actually, you know what? I'm going to hold my opinion back because it's not only the drafting of, of uh, uh, not drafting someone that can help your team, there's also the narrative of not drafting someone who could help Aaron Rodgers. It's also just of drafting someone that's not going to be able to help in 2020. Andrew Brandt, who once was a member of the Packers front office, now writes for the MMQB, does some stuff, uh, did some stuff for ESPN, was on with Doug Gottlieb earlier this week here on Fox Sports Radio and explained the Packers' decision-making in drafting Jordan Love. This is what Andrew Brandt had to say. We drafted players like Greg Jennings, like Donald Driver, like James Jones, like Jordy Nelson, like Randall Cobb, and more recently, Devontae Adams. None of them first-rounders, but if you want to pull up the first-rounders from the years those guys were drafted, I think most of them outperformed them all. So that's why that stat is misleading. But I get it. But listen, Brad would talk to me. This is, this is not new about the Packers. Randy Moss was available. Go get him. Well, Brett, you know, Terrell Owens, go get him, guys. Go get him. And it, that's just not the Packers. You know, it's just not. They're not the quick fix guys. They're not the guys that are going to go out and get the big name veteran players. They're going to be draft and develop, bring up young talent. And it's worked. And that's why I push back on it. It has worked better than, quote unquote, first rounders. And that's stemming off of the, the tweet that was sent out showing how many touchdown passes Aaron Rodgers threw to first-rounders in his career, and that was just one. But your thoughts on what Andrew Brand had there to say, Ephraim? The Packers um, not a quick-fix team. It was a company answer if I ever heard one. <laughs> um, I, it, it makes no sense when you have a receiver-heavy draft like they have here, like this, this year was. Everyone agreed that it was talent all over the place. Um, defense, offensive line, everything. Everything you needed was there and available for you. What you did not need, and I don't care what you say, what you did not need is a quarterback. That we all can agree on. With whatever side you're on the fence, what it could have got a receiver, or they could have got a DB or a D lineman or offensive lineman, what no one was saying 
was they can get a quarterback. And when you start looking at things like, I'll tell you this, they could have drafted a kicker. What? In the first round. And they would have had less blowback than they're having now drafting Jordan Love. Am I right or wrong? Uh, a, a kicker, if you were to take the job from Mason Crosby, would have seen the more uh, field more than Jordan Love probably would have. Yeah. Right? So they could have drafted a long snapper, right, slash tight end with that first-round draft pick and gotten less blowback than they're getting right now because it's a head-scratcher. I, yeah, it. I mean, it, it's a head-scratcher because of this team, and you and I never thought that they were the second-best team in the NFC last year. Just they, they, no. got to the, they got to the NFC Championship game, but we never put them in that sort of conversation. It's a head-scratcher because you still think, though, that this team is a playoff-caliber team and that you would want a piece that would help you in trying to close that gap with the 49ers. And I think we even talked about that last week, about how that, that gap ended up widening. And now you hear reports of, you know, the the front office kind of wanted to reel in Aaron Rodgers and that Matt LaFleur kind of wanted to have his say. So now you bring in a, in, in a guy like Jordan Love who could threaten Aaron Rodgers. I'll, there are two things that I don't hear people talking about. Number one, when Aaron Rodgers was brought into the National Football League, and had to wait those years behind Brett Favre, Brett Favre was also always threatening to retire. And that was something that Green Bay was finally like, all right, we like we we need a decision. Like you gotta make a decision. And it was the same thing every year. You didn't know after the season if he was gonna play, and you weren't sure, and then what do you know? Brett Favre's gonna come back. That happened year after year after year, and they finally just needed to be like, Okay, we need to know because we have Aaron Rodgers here. I don't think that they're going to be in any rush to put Jordan Love in, but for for every Aaron Rodgers that's drafted in the 20s of an NFL draft, there's also a Paxton Lynch to go along with it, uh, of a guy that just doesn't work out and doesn't pan out. And I think that while we are so quick to be like, is this torch going to be passed, there's still a lot that Jordan Love needs to work on. And I don't think that it's an Aaron Rodgers out-the-door thing after 2021 that Jordan Love then ends up moving in because Jordan Love's the one that's going to actually need to do the work. And that's something that we, we just assume that Jordan Love's going to be the heir apparent and he'll be the quarterback for the next 15 years because that's the way things go in Green Bay. I just don't think that's how I, – I, I don't think that's something that we can just take for granted and accept. There's still a lot of work to do, and I just don't think that the Aaron Rodgers era is over i think it helps green bay that if they could get a running game and you know or continue with the running game and have aaron Rodgers be the guy if needed to make those fourth quarter throws but uh it's not a given that i think he's giving up this job as soon as people think no i and you know looking at that and, and looking at what green bay was was doing and you're absolutely right we, no one knew what brett Favre was gonna do so you can't hold uh you can't hold a team hostage like that, right? You, mm-hmm. you you just can't be like, I'm just going, I don't know, give me some time, right? They got guys getting on planes, you, you, you know, just to come on back one more, one more time. Like all kinds of foolishness was going around there. We know Aaron Rodgers is there. Aaron Rodgers is not, hasn't even sniffed retirement or walking away or wanting to be traded or anything like that. And not being on the same page with your franchise player 
the face of the franchise is a recipe for disaster. I don't care how you shake it out. It's a recipe for disaster. We know how emotional Aaron Rodgers is anyway. Mm-hmm. Period. So we, we already know his own family don't get along with him. Right? Sure. Courtesy of The Bachelor. Or The <laughs> Bachelorette. Yeah, some waves. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. We, we when you don't when you go see his family and they don't have no family pictures of him, you're like, okay, well, what's going on? Right? So imagine what that even what what happened at dinner one night to where he was like y'all cut off imagine how he's going to feel about the green bay packers easy from salam i'm dan buyer this is fox sports sunday this isn't gonna die this is gonna go on and on and on for a while yeah hey they talk about the you know the the dead season or now with nothing going on in green bay and around wisconsin heck this is a conversation that will be there for years to come. Get Ephraim Salam on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can always listen live as well on FoxSportsRadio.com and the iHeartRadio app. We'll check in with our NFL insider Adam Kaplan coming up in about 30 minutes or so here on Fox Sports Radio. Mitchell Trubisky did not have his fifth-year option picked up by the Chicago Bears, but did he lose much more than that? We'll tell you what he lost next here on Fox Sports Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Winds of change in the Windy City. Welcome aboard. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Get Ephraim on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can also tweet us at Fox Sports Radio in addition to our own personal handles. If you go to the uh, Twitter site right now, you can hear Ephraim's take on what Green Bay uh, should have done or they, they could have gone a variety of ways. Let's just put it that way. But check it out <laughs> on Twitter at Fox Sports Radio. We drive a few hours south of Green Bay, go to the city of Chicago, where the Bears made a decision yesterday on quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. And that decision is they are not picking up the fifth-year option on the quarterback. They had until, I believe it was today or tomorrow, to make that decision. But they decide they are not going to pick up the fifth-year option on Mitchell Trubisky's contract. So now he enters 2020 Ephraim in the last year of his deal. And there's there's a lot to, to weigh. We started off the show talking about the merits of Andy Dalton and what he means to the Dallas Cowboys. And now you look at the merits of, of Mitchell Trubisky. In a way, what I see is the Bears giving up on their first-round pick from 2017, the guy they traded up the number two to get, the guy that they uh, took instead of Patrick Mahomes and instead of Deshaun Watson. Do you see any future in Chicago for Mitchell Trubisky after yesterday's news? No. Um, and that's, you know, another case of writings on the wall. Um, they're ready to move on, right? And the team that can understand and come to terms and deal with mistakes that they've made, namely in the draft, mm-hmm. they're better off for it, right? You jump up to get a guy. You thought for all intents and purposes this was going to be the guy for the next decade plus. Had some early success, kind of fell off the wagon twice. Now it's like, okay, we he doesn't have what we thought he had. It's time to move on. If you can do that, picking players and coaching players, that's not the only job of GMs and coaches. Being able to notice and understand when something is not working is probably the second most important thing you can do in both respects as a GM and as a coach. Because if you consistently try to fit a square peg into a, a a round hole, then there's a problem or vice versa. However you say that there's right. So yeah. them, them, them coming to terms with, okay, Mitchell Trubisky is not the guy. It's going to pay dividends in the long run for them opposed to dragging this thing out to try to figure something out. They're like, okay, he ain't it. What are we going to do? I I look at this in and basically it's it's better to get somebody out than to just keep them around. Maybe it's the the, the heck the half of the first rounders from 2017 Ephraim did not have their their fifth year option picked up, and it seems like it's a. I don't want to say teams nobody's going to sit on a player for ten years and hope that they finally finally work out, but in this day and age of the National Football League. It's like, all right, you better produce, and if you don't produce, 
uh, you're going to be on your way out. And, and I think that, that we see that representative of, of half of those guys not getting their options picked up. But it's also, in the Bears' case, so so deadly to the organization or so poisonous to the organization because of the trading up for a guy, because of the you know not picking Patrick Mahomes, because of the Deshaun Watson. Like it's it's almost like as soon as Trubisky had any any sort of negativity and you see the success of the other two guys, that it's just it's just one of those things that, you know, even best case scenario isn't gonna work. Right. I mean, considering what he is always going to you know, go up against. So like in Chicago's mind and probably in Trubisky's mind too, it's almost a just cut your losses, right? I mean, that's just of, all right, let's just, just move on because I just think he ends up getting into everything that you said of looking into guys and figuring out, but now all of a sudden you're comparing him to the guys that you missed, you know, when you're Ryan Pace is the GM to try to stand there and the longer Mitchell Trubisky is on that roster, the more and more people are reminded or remember that you passed up on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson for him. And I think that's what's unfortunate in the Trubisky situation. He's, he's always going to be partnered with those guys. Yeah. Always. Yeah, you're right. And look, you you missed, okay? Yeah. It happens. But you can't let that handcuff you. You can't. Like, it's like dating a girl, right? Yeah. It was perfect. Oh, man. Walked in the room. We locked eyes. Cincinnati, you know, sense of humor, personality, whole nine yards. You know, a year into the relationship, you're like, man, yeah, she cool, but every time I wake up, man, she just staring at me. Like, I don't know. It's something weird. <laughs> right? Something weird. You know, she told me she was a culinary chef and she burning cereal. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> right? But do you just, you, you drag it on, right? Yeah, I mean, we we having a good time, man. We, we she's fun, but seems like every other night we arguing about something. Well, well, you know, I'm just gonna ride it out. Ten years later, two kids. She's still staring at right. You. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man. You saw this all this happening nine years ago, and you still went with it. So don't look at me. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because when you look at the decisions that Tampa Bay and Tennessee had. And, and mind you, that Marcus Mariota and the Titans went to Kansas City a few years ago, won a playoff game, and there was excitement there. The Buccaneers, you were just hoping that Jameis Winston would be able to be straightened out. Dirk Cutter went out. Bruce Arians comes in. There's, you know, there's, there's the opportunity. But the point being of when you had Marcus Mariota, when you had Jameis Winston, they had their fifth-year options picked up. And I don't think it was necessarily a sure, sure thing. Maybe even Mariota maybe would have been more of the sure thing by the time that the Titans would have had to pick it up. But they, they went into the situations, the point being of they were top picks, top two picks, Jameis one, Mariota two, and they have their options picked up to see it out and they're going to be let go. The Bears couldn't even go that far. They couldn't even go to the fifth year to give Mitchell Trubisky another chance. It's also why I think he lost his starting job yesterday. Ryan Pace can say all he wants and how it's an open competition. And I had even argued that this is better for Mitchell Trubisky because he's not holding on to anything. He doesn't have to protect anything. He could go out and wing it. Well, now for the Bears, you might as well just give the job to Nick Foles because if Mitchell Trubisky ends up working out, you're going to have to pay him 
You're going to have to put a franchise tag right. on him, and then you're going to have to pay him $10 million more than you would have if you would have exercised his option. So financially speaking, it actually makes more sense for the Bears to just give the job to Nick Foles. So I think Mitchell Trubisky lost quite a bit yesterday. In the end, this is just one of those things where it's probably going to be best for both parties to just split, go their separate ways, and move on because there's just too much negativity attached to both of them. Yeah, and, you know, you look at it like – this is good for Mitchell Trubisky because he's still young enough to where someone's out there is like, oh, they didn't handle him right. If we get yeah. him, I know I can do something with him. Very good point. Right? That's 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 a good thing. For a young player, that's what you want. You don't want, well, I mean, he's been in the league seven, eight years, and it is what he is. You don't want the Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Right? He is who he is. That's what it is. That's what we're going to get. Can we deal with that? You want – He's showed some talent, some promise, some things didn't go right. They didn't handle him right. You want to you want those the the coaches egos. Right? This is when you you hope those coaches have egos to where they're like, I can get him, I can turn him into a player. Let's get that guy. The longer you just putter along on a team that's half out, half in on you, the worse it is for you in 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 the length of your career. The uh the coach that can get him to throw down field again will be thought of as a genius. I mean, because, yeah. you know, because, it, I mean, of, of being apprehensive and always wanting to dink and dunk. And, and I mean, he averaged six yards an attempt. I I mean, that's. That's bad. That's, yeah, me, that, that's me and you. That's me throwing the ball to you. <laughs> and, you just, and, and you just running button hooks the whole game. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, you have, to, you have to have that. You have to have some sort of vertical threat in the National Football League and maybe a coach can get that out of Mitchell Trubisky, but doesn't have his fifth-year option. And, yeah, I just – there's there's something that somebody hopefully can get an opportunity. Who knows? Maybe it's in New England. Who knows what the quarterback market's going to look like in the summer of 2021 because we didn't necessarily – or in the spring of 2021, we didn't necessarily know what it was going to look like in the spring of 2020, and, boy, it got really crazy. And if you're a team out there, it's not like it's Cam Newton. and It's not like it's Andy Dalton, as you said, of, like, you know who they are, and Cam's got his injury issue. It's a guy who's still going to be, you know, in his 20s with only four years in the league. There's something to work with. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get E from on Twitter at E from Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, why one of the biggest names in the National Football League still doesn't have a team. We'll talk about it here on Fox Sports Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. 
Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's E from Salam. Good evening from on Twitter, Eddie from Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can get our next guest on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Is your Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. You can also hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast. Adam Kaplan joins us again to continue our conversation on the National Football League. Hello, Adam. Happy Sunday. How are you? Same to you guys. Good to be with you now. We, uh, we're a little bit past down the draft here. And we're having these virtual meetings coaches are having. I was talking to a bunch of coaches the last couple of days, and it's certainly quite a change for them that uh, they cannot get in front of the players face-to-face. Well, the, uh, the big news yesterday had nothing to do with coaches. Well, maybe, heck, maybe it is a Matt Nagy decision. Who knows? I actually think it ended up being, I think that with the Bears announcing that they aren't picking up the fifth-year option on Mitchell Trubisky uh, not only signifies his, his end in, in Chicago, but it also gives Nick Foles the starting job, in my mind, with the Bears in the 2020 season. How did things play out with the decision on Trubisky, and what do you see moving forward? With All right, let, let me just say one thing, Dan, because I know you're saying he won't be back with the team. Talking to the Bears about this, First of all, when they brought in Nick Foles, they won a competition for Trubisky. That's the first thing that I was told. Second, it was always believed that they were not going to pick up Trubisky's option. It, it, first of all, the, the option for any of the top ten players is enormous. It's only guaranteed for injury, but if, if Trubisky, even if he does wind up starting, suffers a debilitating injury where he can't pass a physical for next year, you're on the hook for the money. So there was, there's virtually no way they're going to pick it up now. They tell me it's the way it's going to be is an open competition. I know people are running with it that Nick Foles is going to be the starter, and he may well, very well be, considering we're not going to have much of an offseason, if at all. But, you know, the, Nick Foles, there's a way that you coach the player. You're going to see this this season when he plays. They're going to be in shotgun almost entirely if he's playing. Uh, Trubisky could play under center. He could, he, you, you, could, you could move him around. He's a better athlete. This one is not a done deal. I know, I, I know everybody's running with Nick being the starter, uh, and especially when th- the three coaches that will be working with him all have been with him before. But l- let's not totally give Nick the, the, the starting job here. There's a reason why he's been with now five teams. Well, even if that is the case, uh, let's just say Mitchell Trubisky does, you know, win out and he has a good year. Financially, where does that leave – now, Chicago, in terms of, you, you know, allocating a large sum of money to Mitchell Trubisky, if they feel that his, you know, say they go to the playoffs and they win a playoff game and he's, you know, kind of right at the ship. I mean, he's still the player that he is. It's, it This will be inconsistent for them. So what does that leave them in terms of moving forward? Mark, so you from a couple things here. Three years ago, the, the Bears declined to extend – uh, Kyle Fuller's 
contract. He was well. They they declined his fifth year option. He's a cornerback, a former first round pick, who, who just really struggled with injury. He had a great final season under his contract. They wound up extending this contract before it expired that March. Now, same thing with Mitchell Trubisky. They'll evaluate him this season if a he's got to win the starting job. And as you said, just like they did two years ago, they went to the playoffs with him. They lost to the Eagles on a block kick. But fact of the matter is, if he plays well, they'll extend his contract. Now they could get out of. One thing we should mention, Nick Foles had his contract restructured. They could get out of the contract fairly easy with too much damage. So that, that would not be a problem. And I would, again, we're extrapolating this because so much good would have to happen. Because that Mitch does not play consistent football, you're probably looking at a short-term extension. That's kind of what the, the Jaguars did a couple years ago with Blake Bortles. Remember, they, they made it to the championship game, came very close to making the Super Bowl. So they, they went with a short-term extension. Uh, he didn't play well, so they moved on. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Ephraim from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. The other big quarterback news yesterday was Andy Dalton sends the one-year deal with the Cowboys. How does Dalton end up in Dallas? Yeah, here's what happened. So the, the Cowboys were looking to upgrade their backup quarterback position over Cooper Rush, who was an undrafted free agent a couple years ago. They also want experience behind Dak Prescott. Remember now, with what's going on this offseason, with Prescott not participating in these virtual online teaching classes, so to speak. And he may not – look, he does, he's under the tag. He doesn't have to sign it, and he doesn't have to report to training camp. That would not make him a holdout. If he doesn't sign it, they, he could do whatever he wants until week 10 if he wants to get a year of service. So the, the, the way that they're looking at it is they just want to be proactive. Uh, there is upside of the contract, because I understand it. Uh, to get up to $7 million, he's got to play a significant amount of snaps. And obviously if Prescott decides to hold out toward the season or not sign his tender – is really what it means. Or if he gets hurt, then, then Andy Dalton would play. So that's kind of the way they looked at it. Uh, the Jaguars had interest. I'm also told a surprise here, a little bit of surprise, that the Patriots had interest. There were two other teams also had some interest, but the one team that it was going to give him a decent amount of money potentially, uh, he gets full, $3 million fully guaranteed at signing, and then there's some upside to the deal. That was the Cowboys. And look, the Cowboys, by the way, I've talked to executives. I've talked to probably a dozen people about the draft, just about how they saw it. Most of them thought the Cowboys had the best draft in the National Football League this year. Uh, let's stay on quarterbacks, and let's talk about someone who's out there who's a former MVP, just kind of like hanging out. Uh, Cam Newton, where, what is the, 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 the temperature around the league for Cam Newton, and, and where might he land? He's, Ephraim, he's going to have to understand that wherever he goes, and the Patriots have not shown any interest in him, by the way, to this point. Wherever he winds up going, he'll get a job at some point. He's going in as a backup. He just... The only place you could have seen potentially happen would be the Chargers had they not drafted a quarterback in the first round. Well, they did. So Tyrod Taylor will be the backup, and that's it. They're out of it. They're out of the backup quarterback race. There are just not a lot of jobs open for start. In fact, even where you could come and compete for a job, other than New England, I don't know if there's any room for him now. The Jaguars first told me Gardner Minshew is their guy, and there's no debate there. That's it. They love him. He had seven AFC Rookie of the Week year awards, uh, Rookie of the Week last season as a rookie. So they knew who their guy is. Uh, they, they could have drafted a quarterback early. They decided not to. So that, that kind of tells you where the Jaguars are. Interesting. I, I actually I, I have a follow-up on the Jaguars. I was going to ask you about Clowney and his status. But yep. why – so we all get the impression that Jacksonville, Adam Kaplan, by the way, joining us is recovery live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios here on Fox Sports Sunday. So we, there's this thought that the Jaguars are tanking for 2021 for Trevor Lawrence. 
is is that not the case? Like, is could Minshew be the long term guy? Because they they gave up on Nick Foles awfully quick, and there, there's got to be something there with Jacksonville. And as you said, they they love him that much. Do they do they love him that much to to not take a quarterback next year? Dan, I'm going to I'm going to reveal my conversation with them uh, Ooh, at the combine. All right. okay, I love this it. is exactly what they told me. If they brought Nick back, Gardner Minshew would be the starter going into their offseason. There was no debate. There's no argument. Uh, everyone on the coaching staff, front office, ownership, believed that Tom Coughlin, of course, was, was let go last fall, so he didn't really play into it. But Gardner Minshew was probably, if he wasn't the biggest surprise last season, he's one of the top five. I was with the Jaguars two days at training camp last year. He looked like, a, it, ironically, there's a, there's a scouting term that, what's called a jag, just a guy. He looked like a guy. He just looked like a below-average quarterback. 42 Wonderlick was able to process, and uh, I remember the Jaguars telling me that they open up the playbook, the final game of the season against the Colts. They gave him everything. As one team source said to me, we gave him what we would give a third-year player, not a rookie, to see if he could handle it, and he passed it. He destroyed the Colts. That's kind of when they knew. They said, this kid's got something, and this Minshew mania will continue. He's going to be the starter of the season. Oh, well, good luck with that. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see, and, and and I'm all for the underdog. I love guys who come from nowhere and start their career. I was that guy. Guys like Tom Brady, guys that prove – the proof is in the pudding. Put me on the field. I got something for you. Now, since Dan chose to go Jags, I'm going to steal his thunder, <laughs> and I'm going to go with Jadavian Clowney. I said this prior to free agency. I said I don't know what – Jadavian Clowney thinks the market is going to be for him. $20 million a year, $100 million contract for someone who's never had double-digit sacks. Oh, by the way, playing with one of the perennial best defensive ends on the opposite side to ever play the game, and you still don't muster up double-digit sacks. What is the market and where does he land? Yeah, his market now is going to be well below what he thought. Uh, I don't think he even get $15 million a year. I felt this all along. If, if, if he and Buss Cook, his agent, were just willing to be smart about it, take one year with tremendous upside, play great, stay healthy, and go get a big deal. I'll tell you this. There are at least six teams, I'm told, that are interested. They have varying levels of interest in terms of money. The Seahawks, by the way, the Seahawks tell me they've never backed off. It's just a matter of... They made one final offer to, to Clowney and his agent. They told me they weren't going to increase it. They were going to move on. If he wanted to come back, they would look at it. Uh, they, they did address a little bit in the draft at, at, on their defensive line, but they still need him, by the way. They're, the one area where the Seahawks are, are weak is at defensive end. They, they, they've got to get things going. Um, there are a lot of teams that like this player. Uh, Jets, Jets of interest. Every team that has or still has interest, they – probably have not significantly addressed their defensive end position. That's why I think these teams will not back off in terms of wanting him. But there's no, to answer your question, there's not that one team. It's when he's willing to take a deal that has got some upside, and, it's, and, and when he's willing to say, you know what, I'm not getting what I want. I have a chance to win here, and I'm going to start, and I have a chance to get, have a huge year. Uh, that's what he has to be willing to accept, and that's why it's taken so long. I'll be honest with you, I did not think it would take this long, and quite frankly, no one did. Seahawks made a couple of moves on their offensive line, too, that yep. freed up some money as well. So something to worth watching. Adam Kaplan joining us. Last one for me. Schedule is supposed to come out, we believe, this week. That's what we are yeah, hearing. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is 
they're saying there's no, nothing going to be contingency wise, but are there any issues that were coming up? There's, you know, David Gascon has been telling us all day that the report from the UK saying there's not going to be any international games. What are you hearing about the schedule? Yeah, so so here's the deal. What they're going to do, this is what the league has been very consistent with. They will react and make decisions on based on what the information is available in terms of health and security. So right now they're coming out with their full schedule, but the thing they didn't discuss, folks, is well, well, are you going to see fans there this fall? They don't know that because we're not anywhere close to the season. And don't forget, we've got depending on where when the preseason starts, we may not have fans there at all. Although I don't think fans will be so disappointed in that. But the fact of the matter is. Look, for me personally, guys, I, I probably won't be able to go to training camp this summer. I'm, I'm planning on not going. I want to go badly. It's what I've done for 20 years. Uh, there's other ways to get information, but things are going to change for all of us, and it's, it's really unfortunate for those of us who you know, travel for, for training camps or if you're a fan and wants to go to preseason or you want to go to regular season games. It's all up in the air. That part they have no idea about, and it's very sad if it's, we don't get to go, but it is what it is. It's all about health. Uh, the NFL seems like it's going to be moving along with 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 the season. Uh, what what are the the talks and, and, and the plans? Or, or is it business as usual? Well, if from that's kind of the way they're looking at it. But again, the fan, fan issue is is one concern. The, then the other question is, and they're not going to know this for a while because there's some rumors about starting in October, but nothing. The league is talking to people that nothing's confirmed. They'll have contingencies in place if they have to start the season a couple weeks later. They'll also, keep an eye on college football when they start. I know the league is in touch with college football officials as well. Take a look at that. And by the way, coaches I've spoken with are talking to college coaches who, for their spring program. They're trying to learn how they're handling it. It's pretty interesting how pro coaches are talking to college coaches about this situation because they're all going through the same thing. It's really unprecedented. Um, the other thing, one thing I do want to mention, a couple coaches told me they think, they know this has got to get clear with the NFL, the NFL Players Association, but if we don't have an offseason, which is almost certain to be the case, we may have a longer training camp. The, the, the NFLPA would have to agree to that. So instead of having two and a half weeks, we could have four or five weeks. Just keep an eye on that. We'll, we'll have more information next Sunday, uh, but that's something that I'm looking into because that's going to be a big factor as we go along here. Hey, man, let's go back to the old days. Six weeks training camp, school <laughs> days. Let's, I mean, let's do it. In? What did you have when you first came in? It was six weeks. See, I, I don't mind that. We sick, uh, And I'm talking about full pads every day. Two days? Did you have two days? Yes, man. What, what, oh what, my, it was, I don't know it, how you did that. I don't know how you did I that. I don't know how I did that. And my body is angry at me every uh. day. And look, I'm not lying. Like I got drafted to Atlanta in 98. We went up to... Uh, Furman University in South Carolina oh, for training camp. It was awful. And when I tell you, it was full pads. Every day, twice a day, nine on seven, goal line, all of the, you know, one-on-ones. Just, it was hellacious. With Dan Reeves? With, of course. Oh, yeah, Old school, yeah. man. You already know. I know. Oh, That's the man. same time oh, Tom man. Coughlin was in Jacksonville killing everybody, right? Yeah, like just them, wearing them out. And, and, you know, I think about how the the training camps and the practices are, are, are governed now. I could have played 20 years, man. Are you kidding me? You should, you should see the Seahawks. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I love going there. But they have – they're never in pads. They're in shorts and, and shells, and their practices is about 90 minutes, and they're done. It's hilarious. Look, I, I know you have to go, but we're reminiscing, yeah. so let's just give the people what they want. I'll tell you this. 
it was so tough and so bad. Once I got to year seven, eight in my contract, no matter what, I never, I did not have two a days in the language of the contract. Flat I've out, never heard that before. Flat I've never out, heard that before. I'm not doing two a days. Could you could you put that on Twitter? Do you have your Do you have your contract? I have. I, I can find it. I'll find you it. Got to find. You got to put that up there. Oh, um, I want to see that. And and, awesome. and 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 look, I'll tell you this. It got so bad. I went to Detroit for one miserable year in 2009, and we had like a rash of of injuries. So I had practiced the first the the morning. I usually just do the morning practices. That afternoon, we only had four offensive linemen. Period. I'm talking about for scout team, for first what? team, and I went and and I told uh, I told Coach Schwartz, uh, it was his first year there. I said, look, I know I'm only supposed to practice one once a day. We need some help. I'll come. He was like, absolutely not. He said, absolutely not. We'll figure it out. We'll move one of these young tight ends over there or something and play tackle. But per your contract, you will not. Because if I would have went out there and gotten hurt on that second practice, oh, it, it would have been over. Would have been liable. Yeah, they wouldn't have been liable for the – yeah, if you couldn't play anymore, sure. Yeah. Sure. Wow, that's interesting, man. I, I've never heard that before covering this league as long as I have. I've never heard that you could get it written in your contract. 1,000%. There are no two days anymore, but, no. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Wow. No, oh, great stuff. Adam, we appreciate it, and we'll uh, follow up with all the latest happenings next week. Thanks, Adam, Thank man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you. Heasy from Salami. You gonna throw that up on Twitter? You gonna? Can you... I, I gotta find it. I don't know. I think I burned everything that had to do with Detroit <laughs> or anything like that. I, I I don't know. I have to find it. But uh, yeah, that was a stipulation. I was like, look, I can't. I'm not doing it. I can't, I'm not doing the tour days. I'll give you one great day. I remember in '06, uh, Gary Kubiak uh, had gone to Houston. I was there, and uh, they had drafted Mario Williams. And I remember Gary pulling me in the office and saying, "Hey, look." This is our this is number one pick in the draft. He's got to get ready, right? He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's a big, happy guy. You have to give him everything he can handle. And I was like, well, Gary, you know, I only practice one a day, one time, one time a day. So, I, I mean, he was like, we're going to move every single one of your practices to the morning practice. I want him fresh. I want you fresh. And you just wear on him. He's got to be ready by the time the season opener comes. So I'm just going to take a little bit of credit for how Mario <laughs> well, throw that out there. As well you should. Get him on Twitter, Addy from Salam. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Coming up next, we'll see how much credit we can give Ephraim as he goes for a perfect score of 10. And easy as one, two, three, four. But first, David Gascon is here to give us the latest. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. Do not forget Last Dance tonight at uh, episodes 5 and 6 starting at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern. So that'll be a lot of fun as we continue down the dance of the 98 Chicago Bulls. NBA trying to get their regular season reactivated due to the coronavirus pandemic, and they're looking at various options right now that include Sin City. However, one NBA general manager says the biggest concern right now is the health and age of staffers right now, in particular head coaches and other staff, to be the biggest challenge given the factors surrounding the coronavirus. You guys mentioned the National Football League with international play. The Daily Mail was the first to report it this morning that they would not be playing internationally in London or in Mexico here in 2020. Meanwhile, switching gears to the National Hockey League, one note from Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. says if the NHL does resume activities, players who do fly into Canada while the border remains closed would need to follow quarantine policies due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. They're looking at a couple of different cities right now to have all the games being played 
played that aren't coronavirus hotspots. That includes Toronto, Columbus, and also Edmonton. Guys, back to you. Appreciate it, Dave. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's E from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Last week, we did an NFL draft version of easy as one, two, three, four. Today, we go back to our normal, looking at the wide world of sports when it comes to this magnificent game. Ephraim, are you ready to go for a perfect score of 10? Let's do it. All right, let's strike up the band. Iowa Sam is there, as is David Gascott and Kevin Kinzel, to provide any lifelines or help that Ephraim may need and trying to come up with 10 answers on four separate topics. Are you ready to go, Ephraim? Let's do it, man. All right. Name one of two NHL teams that have never made a Stanley Cup final and, and have never moved. Okay? They've never made a Stanley Cup final. And the team has never moved. Now, you can use Gavin Kinzel. You can use Iowa Sam. You can use David Gascon. I got one. Okay. The Vegas Knights. The Vegas Knights. All right. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. David wait Gascon minute. doesn't minute. sound. Oh, no, I was just uh, readjusting my belt. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to call on David on this one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I gotta go through this real quick. Oh, oh, my bad. I got it. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Going with that? Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. Show me the Minnesota Wild. Yes, uh, that is the case. Yeah, Vegas went uh, two years ago. From oh, did they? Opening season. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That is right. Lost the Caps in seven games. Yeah. You're right. That's that was a Cinderella season. I remember that. The Vegas flu had a, a lot to do with, <laughs> That's right. with, with opposing teams yeah. not showing up to arenas to play. The the St. Paul flu has not uh has not stopped no. other teams from uh having the Wild get to the Stanley Cup final. The other team, Columbus Blue Jackets, with the other wow. squad that Dan never made team. a final. See, and Dan Byers team. Never <laughs> I, I couldn't name a Blue Jacket. You know, like, I, I honestly, it would be, be very difficult. But uh, the only Blue Jacket I have is a, a denim, you know, Levi's jean jacket. That's about all <laughs> Please don't ever wear it. <laughs> all right, Ephraim, uh, name two of three states where the Triple Crown is held. So we we were supposed to have a triple crown race yesterday. Obviously, didn't happen. So two of the three states where the triple crown is held. Ooh, Louisville. Okay, states where the triple Kentucky. crown is held. You can use. Iowa wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me think, brother. Let me think. You got it. You got it. Come on, I got this, Ephraim. You got this. You got this. <laughs> I just need two of the three states. I know, man, okay? I don't need the pressure from you, okay? <laughs> I don't need the pressure from you. All right. Okay, so I, I am going to, to go with Louisville. Okay, states where the Triple Crown is held. And I'm going to go with 
I don't want to use up. I don't want to use up my lifeline this early. Okay. okay? <laughs> you don't get to go home with us. I, I that's that's true. <laughs> I, that is true. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say New York. It's gotta be. It's gotta be New York. It's okay. gotta be New York. So Louisville or New York? Okay. Again, the question is: Name two of the three states where the Triple Crown yes, is held. Yes, states. Okay, states. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Kentucky and New York. Excuse okay. Me. Are those your final two answers? I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Yes. Yeah. I okay. get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Show me Kentucky. All right, and show me New York. There it is. I, I, All get, right. I, I understand what that's <laughs> in my mind. I was going through, I was like, okay, Louisville, Kentucky, and then let me see, where's the other one? Where's the other one? And Louisville just came up. I right. was actually going to leave it up to the jury of three if your final answer was Louisville. I corrected myself. You did. You did. The other the other state, Maryland, that's where Maryland, the yes. is. Belmont. Yes. We'll is, accept uh, it because this is celebrity one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Ephraim Salam is perfect so far. Will he continue his perfect run in easy as one, two, three, four? Stay tuned. It's coming up next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday, I'm Dan Beyer. He's Ephraim Salam, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Ephraim was in the middle of a perfect game so far of easy as one, two, three, four. Let's continue that, Ephraim. You've already used David Gascon on the help of our hockey question. Appreciate you, just, you Dave. You just nailed the, the horse racing question. Now we go to a baseball question. Oh, my God. What are you doing, man? Name Three of the four. Now, I had to word this in a specific way because there's just a little bit of a uh, just a little bit of a, a curveball. But I'll explain. Name three of the four stadiums that have been used the longest and are still in use for Major League Baseball teams. So basically, it's the oldest stadiums that I want to know. I want to know three of the four stadiums. You can tell me the teams that play in those stadiums. That's fine as well. But I need to know three of the four oldest ballparks in Major League Baseball. Oh, my God. You okay. can, you've used David. I, I, you I, use... I know one. It's got to be Fenway. Okay. It's got to be Fenway. Uh... The just the the history, the storied history of uh, you, you know of, of Fenway sure. in, in Boston. It's got to be that, okay? Uh, <laughs> I think that's where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got Gavin. You've got Iowa saying. All right, hold on. Let me let me let me. Okay, so I'm from Chicago. I was born in Chicago. Uh, my mother-in-law is a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. My good friend, we were on our all-star basketball team together. His name is Derek Lee. Played first baseman for Chicago for a decade or so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Wrigley Field. Everything okay. I know about baseball, the, 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 the lineage of it, says Boston, says Cubs. Um. <sighs> 
How many do I need? Three. You've got two. Whether they're around I, or not, who I, knows? Wait, wait a minute. I remember growing up out here in L.A. and Dodger Stadium being a, a staple. All right? Oil Hershiser on the mound. Okay. Like, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I'm a, a, a fan of competition, of sport. Uh, and I'm going to go with the hometown Dodgers. All right. Are those your final answers? Those are my final answers. All right. Show me Fenway and the Red Sox. I know that. Show me the Cubs and Wrigley. Got to be. Now, this one I'm not sure about. Show me the Dodgers and Dodger Stadium. Ooh! Yes, there it is. 1962, uh, Fenway, uh, 1912, Wrigley, 1914. The other one, Angel Stadium. Oh, even yeah, even though really? yeah, it was redesigned, built in 1966. The Oakland Coliseum was also built in 1966, but not used by the A's until 1968. Wow. So that made Angel Stadium the answer here. Perfect game intact. Here we go. Final question. And you have two lifelines left. I got my guys. I'm looking at you. I'm name, pulling energy through you guys. Name four of the five NBA teams with the longest current playoff streaks. So these teams have made the playoffs for the, okay. for the current streaks that they've got for the NBA playoffs. It's got to be the Spurs is one. I know that. It's got to be the Spurs. Um, I'm going to go with Gavin. What we got? Okay, so longest playoff streak in the NBA. Yes, yes. making the playoffs. For the, um, it's got it. Spurs is off right, the table. Right. Already got that one. We already know that one. It's got to be 19 or something years for the Spurs. Right. Not going to do it this year, but this would have been the first year. I'm trying to think between Rivers and Stevens. I don't think the Celtics have missed the playoffs many times of late. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's um, a good. That's a good guess. That, that is a good guess, and the East has been weak anyway. So it's it's got to be teams in the East because anybody can get in the playoffs in the East. Um, what are some of the dominant teams in the East? Indiana, mm. maybe. Indiana, Indiana. Could, yep. Sam, we're going to you too, man. Come on, what we got? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> what about the Heat? All right, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need okay. four answers. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going Man. with the Spurs. I'm going with the Celtics. I am going with um uh, I can't think the Rockets. I can't think of the last time they didn't make the playoffs. I'm gonna go Spurs, with Celtics. Spurs, Celtics. Uh, Sam, give me something. Throw a team out there. Indiana and the Rockets. All right, Ephraim, I can tell you this. You got the Spurs right. You got the Rockets right. Yes. You didn't get the Celtics right. You didn't oh. get the Pacers right. Oh. Warriors, Blazers, Rockets. Blazers. Yeah, so, so close. So close. Sam, you're right. terrible. <laughs> Fox Sports Sunday rolls on next year on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So glad that you're with us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up in the next 60 minutes, not only will we break down and have a two-on-two showdown between show members mm. in a game we like to call okay. Pony or Phony. We're going to dive into the okay. business side of sports at uh, at the bottom of the hour. Ricoro will be joining us here. And plus, maybe a look ahead to the NFL schedule that is coming out. Adam Kaplan uh, saying coming out on Thursday in the NFL. But we start off with what I think a lot of sports fans Ephraim, are going to be doing tonight. What are you going to be doing tonight? You once already you get, know. Once we get done with the Fox Sports Sunday program. First of all, I'm going to stop off. Maybe uh, I only leave the house once a week, so I'll stop <laughs> off and, and pick up some necessities <laughs> right. from, from the store on my way to the crib. Uh, maybe some steaks tonight, maybe some steaks, potatoes. It's Ramadan, so I've been fasting all day. I'm starving, so a good hearty steak and potato meal with some vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little ice cream for dessert because I'm going to cuddle up in front of my television, make sure my children, my wife, my mother-in-law are all away from me, and I'm going to be sitting down watching The Last Dance. Now, we're four episodes in. Yes, we are. And it has been quite the pro-Michael Jordan documentary. Okay, well, so let, let that's been a, a, a talk, an issue, right? Oh, I, I, everything is leaning towards Michael Jordan. He's a great guy. He's this and that. So my whole thing is, what did people expect it to be? People saying we hate Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan was hard on us. He yelled at us. Right. So I was able to live through this time. And when we when we watched, I don't watch this alone in my household. I'm alone. But we have I have a group of friends that we watch this together. And every commercial break, we get on our group text and we talk about like, (laughs) this is deep. Now, we all grew up in this era of basketball, the greatest era of basketball, we've got a chance to witness it all, right? Coming from Magic uh, into Jordan, into Kobe, into LeBron, we're getting to witness the sweet spot of the NBA, 
right? And so we all watch this and we all talk. The majority of those people are Bulls fans, including my brother who's kind of spearheading the group, right? So growing up, I was a Laker guy. My brother was um, a Bulls guy. We shared a bedroom, and he wouldn't allow me to put Magic Johnson posters on the wall. So I had Michael Jordan in every poster, every dunk, staring down, gazing at me as I slept. And I remember my argument to him was, yeah, Jordan is great. He can score a bunch of points, but he can't win championships. Just so happens the 91 finals happened to be the Lakers versus the Bulls. When I say that moment in our relationship as brothers was very tumultuous, to say the least, okay? Like, to say the least. Us sitting on that beat-up couch in a house that was 110 degrees because we couldn't turn the heat on, I mean, the air on, because it cost too much, watching the storied Lakers go against these upstart, flashy, flash-in-the-pants bulls, right? And that started – so what we would do is we watch the game. When they won game one, I was magic, everything. we go right out to the court. We play ball, emulating what we saw, come in a couple days later, we watch the second game. And for me, I just knew the Lakers were going to win it. They end up losing it. So the last dance to me and pro Jordan, because that's what it was, right? This is, this is, I love how they do the timeline. We come into, you know, 97, and then we go back. We got a chance to live with Scotty. We got a chance to live with Jordan. We got a chance to live with with uh, 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 Dennis Rodman. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. go live with Bill Winnington. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Episode Pax- 29. Right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe John Paxson is the focal point. But uh-huh. But the thing I like about it is, I'm getting to get information we had we didn't have privy we didn't have a privy to. Yeah, weren't privy to. And that to me makes it great because I lived it. I remember the emotions I felt as they were doing it. When Dennis Rodman was like I need a vac- a break. Right? We knew he was going back and forth to Vegas, but we didn't know that he was like I need some time off. While they were playing like, we didn't know that, right? And we didn't know that they gave him 48 hours to kind of go. We we just knew he was crazy and eccentric and doing sure. his thing. So to get that type of information in this documentary, it's – it's I, I love it, man. I am enthralled with this. And I've had opportunities to get the season early. I don't want to do that. During a quarantine time, I'm not binge watching this. I look forward to this. Every week, my group of guys – and shout out to Dion, Sean, Yog, um, Doug, uh, Ra, Omar, Damien, all of these guys. We, I'm telling you, and then we FaceTime after it, right? We fa- we all FaceTime and we talk about it and we go through. Most of us have lived to it. There's a couple of young guys on there. But I love Sundays because of this documentary right now. Now, now you said that you weren't a Jordan fan because of your love for the Lakers. You said your brother was the Jordan guy. How many of these guys, your buddies, are pro Jordan guys? Oh, Dion number one is pro Jordan. Yoke, Sean, all of them pro Jordan. We all, all of all those four. We were born. My brother was born in Gary, Indiana. I was born in Chicago, Illinois. You know, Yoke, Sean, 
born in 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 Chicago or Gary. So that's that region, right? I grew up yeah. mainly in LA in Inglewood with the Lakers. So that's where I am. Um but then you have, you know, O Omar from New York, so he was a Knicks guy before, but everybody grew up watching Jordan because Jordan had the long You got to remember, the thing that Jordan did for us, number 1, what prior to the shoes, he made basket long basketball shorts cool. Nobody wanted to play with the nether regions hanging out the bottom part of the short. All right? So he made long basketball shorts. All we wanted to do in high school was have long basketball shorts. Remember Michigan? Michigan had on gauchos. Their shorts were so long, they came to the calf. So all that's all we did. Michael Jordan made that. Michael Jordan made wearing like compression shorts underneath the basketball shorts cool. And then you hit him with the shoe culture, right? Everybody, how he bucked the system with the Jordan ones, right? People didn't know Nike had to pay a fine every time he wore those because they weren't part of the color pattern. You couldn't have colors like that in your shoes when the Jordan ones come out, those red and black ones, right? So all of those things was like anti-establishment. Look at this guy. He had a choker. He wore a gold choker, all right? Like if he swallowed too hard when he was in the air, he could have killed himself. (laughs) Right, so the uh, ma- yeah. the majority of our group are pro Jordan guys. I respect Jordan. I respect him and acknowledge him as the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. I'm okay with that. The other four guys just happen to be Lakers in the top five. I'm just saying. Sure. Well, th- this is this is the whole thing about the, the documentary. This is where I think some of the criticism is fair. Is we're four episodes in, and I would say that. Outside, we love to hear new things, and I'm sorry. Whenever we can hear from someone as great as Michael Jordan to go in depth, whether it be Tiger Woods, whether it be LeBron James, whether it be Tom Brady, when we get to hear from those athletes who maybe don't speak as much as as other people do, it is very refreshing. It is very intriguing. It is very entertaining. So, getting an inside look at what Michael Jordan was thinking, I think, is going to be great TV, no matter what. But outside of the the like the the six titles and the Michael Jordan greatness, the biggest deal was him leaving the team for the first time. So that's what I'm waiting for. Of we found out how Scottie Pippen didn't want to have surgery on his foot in the start of the 97-98 season. We found out about Rodman leaving and going and, and doing his own thing. We found out how Jerry Krause didn't want to keep Michael Jordan on the floor and had him at a, at a minutes restriction. But the biggest thing outside of the actual titles was why in the world Michael Jordan left the first time. And we're 40% into this thing and that hasn't been touched. I don't know if they're going to touch where, that. Like, and that's what I think is just is is so crazy about it is that's actually the thing that I think we most want to know. What really was it? Was it really the wanting to play baseball and doing it for his dad? And 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 what was was that all of it? Or you know, was there more? What does Phil Jackson think about it? What does Scottie Pippen think about it? Because when Jordan goes, you know, Scotty's being selfish for having a surgery during the season. What about the guy who left to go play minor league baseball? Like the like none of that was talked about. It's just it is just very very pro Jordan and it's not a it's funny because it's the last dance and it's thought of as a Bulls documentary, but it's so pro Jordan with all of this that I just I wonder if that's going to change in these last 6 episodes. I I don't think I, because I think the the um I I think the the surrounding 
you know, issues with what happened and transpired. I don't think a lot of people really know. Of course, there's rumors out there. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, things being said about why Jordan actually really left. And, you know, I mean, his father, he lost his father. I don't think those things, and I don't think this documentary is the right place for those things to come out because it's taken us down a trip of their final season together and things that led up to this being the last dance in terms of on the court things, the personalities, the people. I think if they were going to hit on that, probably they may have done it at the beginning, right? Because this is after he came back. Not quite sure. I'm just guessing at it. I just don't think this would be the the platform for that. Well, because I, I don't think he talked about it. Um, and I don't think that th- there may not be footage, right? Because we're getting a lot of footage of of, of 97 because they had – I don't think he spoke about it like we would want him to, and I don't think they have the footage of him talking about it like that. Well, if if it's not here, I don't know where. Because well, it may be in the ethos somewhere, yeah. and we might not ever know. It's just for the simple fact of we've we've gone through everything. Those that storyline of the Bulls of of you know of when Jordan was a rookie, when he injured his foot, when he came back. Like yeah, John Paxson was on that team, and you know like yeah, but. It's really about Jordan. Jordan's 49 against the Celtics in game one, 63 in game two. Mm-hmm. That's all about Jordan. It's not about the Bulls, you know, rounding into this team. It's so Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Well, that it, was – well, I mean, it is Michael Jordan and – It is. And how do you leave out that he left the team after year three? Like, that's the that's the thing about it. I just don't – like, I mean – I just that's like the I know right, what you want that we want to know. Dan, you know? I know what you want. I don't think you're going to get it, though. I know <laughs> what you want. Now, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask yeah. you this. If you don't get that, do you see this documentary as a failure? I don't see it as a failure. I will say this because you and I are very close in age. See, the episodes three and four with the whole Pistons thing. That wasn't much of a surprise. There wasn't a lot new in those episodes that I didn't already know or had already heard of. The only thing that was different was Isaiah pointing out, like, hey, the Celtics actually were walking off the court first, and I had to grab Mikhail to bring him back. I did not know that part. But of everything that went on and in the, in the, the Bulls trying to break through in Game 7, I didn't think that there was a lot of stuff that was revealed that I didn't know um, about that time and, and the Rodman story of the Vegas thing. Like there was that as well, but I didn't think that those were as, as revealing as maybe we could have gotten. Yeah. I, I, I think um, I, we already, we knew there was a hatred between Michael yeah. Jordan and yep. Isaiah Thomas. And it's, I thought they were going to hit on the fact that Michael, the reason Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the dream team was Michael Jordan was like, I'm not doing it if he's on there. Mm-hmm. Right. That, I, I really thought they were going to go into that, but they didn't. And you know, the one thing we know is Jordan is going to have the last word. So although Isaiah got on there and said that, Jordan came right back with a response like, yeah, whatever. We we shook their hands. And, you know, the the fact was lost that Isaiah had prefaced it by saying when a torch is passed, right? Yes. When a torch is passed, that the, the animosity was there. When they got over the Celtics, those guys were walking off the court. Right, not after the they beat us. Of course, you're gonna shake us our hands if we're beating you because that's we're beating you. But once you surpass us, 
then it was like, okay, boom, y'all go do your thing. So after after Detroit was beaten by the Bulls, I guess Isaiah was like, all right, forget him, and 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 moved on and and moved on, you know, into the locker. I thought it was bush league. I thought it was um, poor sportsmanship myself, um, because of those heated rivalries. And I mean, they made they 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 drew up rules and made a book about how to stop this man, and it wasn't legal, right? I, I mean, sure. it, they were like, if he leaves the ground, you you terminate him. Period. Well, so, you know, and, and that's the point of the revealing thing of like Isaiah saying like, hey, the Celtics did first. And then when they showed actual video of it of against the Pistons of them leaving when the Pistons overtook them, I thought that was revealing. I'll wrap it up by saying this. I was surprised that Isaiah Thomas even was in the documentary. Yeah, because I thought that the 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 hatred of the dislike was that he was going to be like, nah, you guys can just do that. But Isaiah said yes and was in it. Easy from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. The episodes five and six uh, coming up later tonight. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Get Ephraim on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. And if you think Bulls Pistons was a heated rivalry, wait till you see and hear what happens next year. It's coming up on Fox Sports Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Sunday. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Bayer. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll be joined by our sports business reporter and the visiting expert on sports business at the Harvard Law School. Rick Carl joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. But right now, we're going to get the guys together. Ephraim, you're going to be teaming up with David Gascon, who's at the news desk, while Gavin Kinzel and Bobo, our technical producer, are going to make the other team as we play a game that I like to call Pony or 
or phony. Are you guys ready to play? Let's do it. All right, let's uh, get it going. This is supposed to be the weekend. This is supposed to be the weekend of the Kentucky Derby. And we do not have a Kentucky Derby to react to. But we do have an idea of who would have been in the Kentucky Derby if the race would have been run yesterday. So what I need you guys to do, I'm going to give you a name of a horse, and you have to tell me if it is an actual pony (laughs) that could have gone into the Kentucky Derby or if it's a phony, a name that I made up. Ephraim and David are a team. Gavin and Bobo are a team. If you get one wrong, it's a point for the other team. If if you get one right, yes, yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit. If you get one right, it's two points for you. Are you ready? Are you ready to do this? Let's, man, let's, let's make it. it happen. Okay. All Come right. on, Dave. Ephraim and Dave, the first to you, uh, the horse Comrex. Is that a pony or is that a phony? <laughs> uh, I will say phony. Ephraim? Or... I'm phony. Yeah, phony. You guys are going with phony? Final yeah. answer. Okay. It is a phony. Comrex is actually wow. the device that I'm using to broadcast with you guys Gave right them now. the softball Comrex right one or two? <laughs> <laughs> it just says Comrex. Hey, I kind of helped Ephraim with that one without yeah. even knowing it. Today, <laughs> today, <laughs> listen to this, listen. Today, Bobo helped me with this because I've been trying to find out what I need to install in my guest house <laughs> to do the show from home, and he sent that today. <laughs> like, he's... <laughs> Like literally, like an hour, two hours ago, he sent that to me. So oh, thank you, Bobo. After, it's named after a horse. So. <laughs> uh-huh. all, all, all right, Gavin and Bobo, you are up. What about the horse authentic? Is that mm. a pony or phony? Mm. Oh, you want to go real on that? Pony? I'm yeah. pony. Pony. It is a pony out. That yeah. was actually third in the standings that could have got the horse into the Kentucky Derby. All right, we're tied up at two. Back nickname. over to Ephraim and Gascon. Uh, what about uh, Mischievous Alex? Mix- Mischievous Alex, is that a pony or a phony? Could that horse have ran in the Kentucky Derby yesterday? I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's a phony. I'm going to say it's a pony. All right, we'll Ooh. defer to you then since you're I'm, the I'm, lead. I'm gonna, we're going with a pony. Pony. It's a good thing that you did because it is a pony. Yeah, wow. mischievous Alex was in the field of horses, jumping out to a four-two lead. All right, Gavin and Bobo. What about the horse Djokovic? Mm. Is that a phony, phony or uh, phony? Phony. 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 You're going phony. It is a phony. <laughs> We're even up at four apiece. Back over to Ephraim and Gascon. What about Nadal? Is that a pony <laughs> or phony? Oh, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a phony. <sighs> What do you I, think? I, I, I think it's actually a pony. Okay, because, so look, this, this is because I'm the ultimate teammate. Yeah. I took, <laughs> I took, you defer to me. Yes. I'm going to defer to you. Oh, man. So I say no. I say phony. Yeah. What do you say? I say pony. Okay, then we're deferring to David Gaska. It's a good thing you did because yeah. they all would have been in the field. <laughs> Six to four. Wow. <laughs> See, Ephraim, it helps to use the guys. Teammates, baby. I'm the ultimate teammate. Team uh, Aztecs over here, Team baby. Aztecs. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, hey, we're still on serve here. Six to four, but Gavin and Bobo have a chance to even it up. What about Fender Bender? Ooh. Is that a pony or a phony? Mm. I'd, I'd lean pony on that. I'm going think, pony. Mm. I'm going to go pony. Final answer, Pony. That is your final answer. Unfortunately, it's what David Gascon got into the other day, so it's a point (laughs) for the other team. It's a Pony. 
So wow. that so David's misfortune uh, allows them to extend their lead. Our first change of points. Nice. Ephraim mm. and Gascon now up seven to four. Nice. Wow. All right. The horse's name, tis the law. Ephraim and Gascon, is that a real horse? Is that a pony or is that a phony? Tis the law. Sounds like a good pony. Tis name. the law is coming around the corner. Tis the law. Uh, Fender Bender, tis the law at the time. Ah, tis the law. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me see. Did that help? Uh, <laughs> tis the law. What, what, what we got? Yes, I, Dave? I say, I say pony. Let's pony it, did. All right. Yep. Saddle up, guys. Yep. You got another one yeah. right. There it is. Tis oh. the law. Yep. You Actually, see that play-by-play helped, man. I'm telling right. you. All right, Gavin and Bobo. What about coronavirus was there a horse named coronavirus mm. in the 2020 kentucky derby that has to be phony i there's no argument that they would make light of that coronavirus yeah. wins there's I'm no say phony yeah i don't think they, it's too soon way too soon that is correct it was a phony <laughs> that was also the easy one to make this a competitive game yeah that you guys, charity yeah. from dan buyer <laughs> I mean, we don't get any easy ones they get coronavirus a pandemic uh, yeah. i helped you with one earlier you, oh, you didn't know that though but you <laughs> what you could have done is you could have just said corona not coronavirus uh, <laughs> Good oh, lord covid 18 uh, right <laughs> okay uh Ephraim and Gascon, what about the horse, How You Like Me Now? Is that a pony or a phony? I'm leaning phony. Oh, man, I was leaning pony. Oh, were you? Yeah. All right, let's do paper, rock, scissors. You yell out. All right. You yell out what yours is, okay? All right. One, One two, two, three, scissors. Shoot. I got paper. You win. All right, <laughs> pony it is. It's a phony. Ah! It actually, it actually would have been the name of my horse if I ever owned one. I always thought it would be How You Like Me Now, all in one word, just like Cool Modi's song. I thought that would be great. And as Ephraim did, I've actually put it to the test as well. And down the stretch they come. How You Like Me Now. Tis the law. Uh, one point goes <laughs> over to Gavin and Bobo. All right, here we go, guys. This is huge because this could even things up for you. Are you ready? Mischievous Sam. Mm. Is that a pony or a phony? Mm. Phony. Phony. I'll, I'll oh. defer to Bobo on this one. I'm Let's going go. phony. Phony. It is a phony, yes. All right. We have mischievous Alex, but unfortunately uh-huh. there is no mischievous <laughs> Sam. Some, you, you guys are getting some cupcakes All right, over final, there. final horse <laughs> comes down to this one. Never played three on two before. Gascon right, right. and Ephraim. <laughs> if you get this right, you win. If not, Gavin and Bobo win. Wells Bayou. Wells Bayou. Is that a pony or a phony? That's a pony. I'm going to agree. That's a pony for the win. For the win. Would Wells Bayou have run in the 2020 Kentucky Derby? Slam dunk for the win. Yes, it would have. Wells Bayou. There it is. Mm. Ephraim and Dave pull it out at the end with some twists and turns. Pony or phony? Maybe we can do this at the uh, the Preakness or Belmont. Do we get a rack of ribs next? Right. What, 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 do, we, what, do, we, what do we win? High fives? What, what, Dave, what, 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 what are we doing here? If, yeah, high fives. There you go. Because the baby backs, Dave would have. Ephraim doesn't want any part of them. I'm down for it, man. Some oh. mash and potatoes. Oh, good. good stuff. By the way, Secretariat won that virtual Triple Crown race yesterday, which looked very, You know, very and real. the funny thing is, Dan, 
Gavin bet on that and lost. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. You bet oh. on a virtual horse race? Actually, yeah, I did, but I actually won when because you, I took the favorite When and you worked. know your friend <laughs> has a problem and needs help. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while, guys. When, when you know that someone you care about truly, deeply needs help. Oh, great stuff. We're going to talk about some money next with Rick Harrell. He'll join us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer. But first, the victorious David Gascon gives us the latest of what's happening. Go ahead, champ. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Guys, in the NFL, Daily Mail reporting earlier today that the NFL is not expected to play international games in 2020. They will release their schedule, though, at some point on Thursday of this week. Bucks have signed offensive tackle Josh Wells. Chiefs have picked up backup quarterback Shea Patterson, formerly of the Michigan Wolverines. College football news, former Mississippi State freshman tackle Brevin Jones has transferred to Illinois. Switching onto the ice, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said if the NHL season resumes, players who do fly into Canada while the border remains closed would need to follow quarantine policies due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. And the Union of European Football Associations has set a hard deadline for May 25th for the leagues to decide their plans on the remaining games of the 2019-2020 regular season. To the champ and to the uh, to the official, Mr. Dan Byer. Thank you, thank you, champ. Appreciate that. It was a it was a handicap match. (laughs) Back to you guys. I probably should have given the even amount of questions, but it made the drama at the end uh, that much better. Get David on Twitter at David J Gascon. Get Ephraim on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. I'm Dan Byer. Get me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Uh, draft ratings were through the roof from, uh, and I know it was a little more than a week ago, but we finally got the numbers this week. It's just, I think it's our first real thing, Ephraim, when we talk about how sports is changing, where we can now see like there's going to be this new normal we talk about. We just saw it immediately with the NFL draft and how different things were. Like now we're saying we're going to take some stuff from that and maybe carry it on. I think it's going to happen in all sports all across the gamut. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I do. And, um, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, the NFL did a good job. They did a good job. Uh, we needed to draft. Uh, we were sports starved. And it gave us something like – the NFL gave us, what, three days of uh, a much-needed break, some excitement, such mm-hmm. – uh, you know, the same thing we get from the last dance. On Sunday nights, everybody's anticipating it. Uh, I'd like to know what the numbers are, the viewership numbers on that. I'd, I'd love to know that. Gavin, if you can get those uh, as a producer, I would love to ha- have that by the end of the show. Not sure if he'll do that. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. He's probably still wallowing in that defeat that he just uh, he just dealt with. To, to dive into numbers and a bunch of different numbers, he's the visiting expert on sports business at the Harvard Law School. Our sports business analyst, Rick Harrow, joins us. Hey, Rick, how are you on this Sunday? Hey, you know what? I am here to answer Ephraim's questions. I mean, all all he needs to do is ask the question. And so the first two episodes were aired back-to-back with an eight, a 6.3, uh, second average 5.8. It was the highest telecast among adults 18 to 34 and 18 to 49 since sports halted across broadcast and cable networks. Why? Storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Does Michael Jordan re- reject Isaiah T- Thomas's advances? Does Dennis Rodman uh, dye his hair uh, uh, blue and green? 
Uh, it's all about stories, and it's also about the fact that we have that choice or the sixth rerun of Gilligan's Island and <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies. So what do you want to watch? <laughs> well, well, stories seem to be such a, a part of the NFL draft, Rick. And that, that, that's it. Ephraim and I were just talking about this. of Like this new normal we talk about, what sort of taste did the NFL draft give us of a new normal? Well, the new normal there, guys, is going to be a mixture. Uh, I've been talking to some friends who are part of that production. And what's going to happen, we think, is that Cleveland next year and then Vegas and then uh, Kansas City, uh, and they're not going to miss the hundreds of thousands of people in hotels and restaurants and $100 million of economic impact. They need that. And they also need to well, you know, wheel it around to different cities like they do the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. Uh, what they also need is a little bit of humanity uh, see how many uh, M&Ms Roger Goodell lost uh, today. How does he awkwardly hug the TV screen? Uh, you know, and the bottom line of all of that, guys, is that 60 brands, and this is where the rubber hits the road, have never advertised during the draft before, but are now NFL advertisers. 100 total brands signed up for those three days. And so you have the Verizon prospect cam and the Pizza Hut draft moment and the Bud Light virtual huddle. And I was told by good authority that because it's a virtual draft, if anybody makes a draft mistake, they get to virtually do it over. <laughs> oh, no. No, that won't happen. But everything else will. So what do you think, man? I mean, I'm ready for live sports like every human being is. But, you know, you just said it, right? We're watching the draft last week, and we're T-minus, what, an hour and a half from last dance, five and six. Yeah, you're right. And I want to add – uh, ask you a question about maybe implementing some elements maybe during the season. We know the NFL have they have lucrative broadcast deals. Uh, we saw them uh, do a deal with Amazon where you can watch games. Staying in the digital realm, is this did this virtual draft the success of it? Does that broaden their market to different platforms in terms of digitally showing these games once we get up and going? Yeah, two words. Hell yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> the bottom line of all of that is that you're going to have the traditional ABC uh, slash ESPN, NBC, uh, CBS, Fox bidders. But you know, if you would have thought uh, Directv would have bid last bidding cycle, they said, "Who the hell is Directv?" Well, same kind of thing with Amazon and Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter. Just watch how those companies supplement the traditional advertising. And at the end of the day, you're going to have new bidders, packaging processes. And, you know, my daughters don't care about watching stuff on TV anymore. We watch stuff on, on computers. We watch stuff on phones. And so we got to find some money somewhere because as we're getting to the back end of this pandemic, we understand baseball set 2022 for some TV deals, uh, numbers. That's going to be pretty good, twice as much as they get today. Basketball and hockey will have crowdless games during playoffs. Football, we got a new cycle, labor piece, $25 billion a year uh, is now going to be cut. Maybe not in half, but a lot. So Roger Goodell did a great job. His image is much better. People see him smile. He's humble again. But now we've got to be creative, not just humble. We've got to find out exactly what kind of television slash uh, entertainment options there are, because let's remember, probably for the first two or three months, really, whether we like it or not, we're going to have a lot of games on TV without people in the stands. 
So we've got to feel like we've got an experience where people can watch it, corporations can feel good about it, and people can realize that the TV piece is really important, and that's our savior probably in August, September, maybe October. Rick Harrell joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Ephraim Salama. I'm Dan Beyer. Rick's our sports business analyst and the visiting expert on sports business at the Harvard Law School. I mean, you wrote a book about uh, stadiums and, and, and racetracks and uh, being built. What I'm curious, Rick, is what's going on with the Vegas Stadium? There, you know, there were some questions about positive tests with COVID-19 with, with a bunch of workers. You have the L.A. Stadium being built. Are there safeguards in place for these teams and for these facilities, considering the timeline is kind of iffy now on when these things are going to open? What are these teams uh, dealing with right now with these new facilities? Well, here's the bigger answer to the question. It's a very important question. But Seton Hall University did a study that was released this week that says 72% of avid football fans, not just people that don't care, will only go back to games once a vaccine is found. Now, I hope that's not true, because we, we may find it, but we may not be able to use it until beginning of the year. So what are we going to do? Well, I've got some calls over the next few days that are challenging the world's biggest architects to come up with some plans that are uh, social distancing issues, skybox issues. You've got to make people feel safer around stadiums and arenas or they ain't going to go. And so that's part of your answer. The other part of the answer is, hey, it's not just Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. It's SoFi, the $5 billion deal for the Chargers and Rams. It's Globe Life that was supposed to open for the Texas Rangers three weeks ago. It's the new arena for the Islanders in Belmont Park. It's soccer stadiums in Cincinnati, in Nashville, in Austin, and Columbus. They've all got to get finished. But more important with the stimulus money, I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, I'm old enough maybe to be around, but you guys are not even close. You know, in 1934, one of the ways out of the Great Depression was to put a whole lot of money into building what? Guess what? Stadiums. That's what the Orange Bowl was built with, WPA money, based on uh, getting out of the Depression. So we all understand how important money's going to be to help recovery, and the stadium piece and sports will be a very important piece. Where does it go? How much? We'll have to see. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, do you see it happening to where maybe they have a stadium, they only sell portions of the seats, right, to usher this thing in? You know, groups of tickets have, you know, whole sections in between them. How do you think that dynamic can help? I don't know if they can put partitions between every seat. That seems like a, a heavy undertaking, but maybe just sectioning off you know, the, the, the area and the seats, you know, and, and spread them out uh, uh, over the yeah, course. You know, it's better I, to have I, somebody I, than nobody in there. Well, it's somebody better than nobody, and I told myself I wasn't going to be obnoxious today, but how about, <laughs> you know, the Marlins have been trying to do that for years. Right? <laughs> but that, we'll leave that one alone. Right? That, we, hey, you got to laugh today a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. um, one of the problems is going to be what do you do with pre-existing commitments, guys? So, you know, when you look at some of the stuff that's happening in Singapore and Hong Kong, where you put an X where there was a seat, and it's like if you're in a subway, you can't sit there. Well, that's great, except if you have a season ticket that you bought for a number of years, who are you going to choose to give it to and who you're not? So it's not that easy, but as you correctly point out, and that's really going to guide us in the future, it's better to have some people in the stadium than none. And one of the issues for these architects in the next few days, frankly, 
is going to convene a summit to say, how do we make these places safer? Because I don't like the idea that three out of four people surveyed said, I'm not going to a stadium because I value my life more importantly until we get a vaccine. That, that's, that's a really, really important issue that people aren't focusing on. Get him on Twitter at Rick Harrar, sports business analyst. And again, the visiting expert on sports business at the Harvard Law School. Thanks, Rick. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate, Appreciate you, it, Rick. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, so the Marlins are not on my Christmas card list. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you are Marlin man, right? Oh, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. Bye. Thanks, Rick. All right. He's from Salam. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I'll look ahead to the NFL schedule release. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday, he's from Salam. I'm Dan Beyer, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. NFL schedule should be released this week. Adam Kaplan, who joined us earlier, our NFL insider, says Thursday is the day. One of my great things, I, I, I like the schedule release. I don't want to say I love it because I don't know how much there is to love of just getting a piece of paper with a bunch of games, but I like to see some of the primetime games. I like to see some of the Thanksgiving Day games. Ephraim, what do you look at when the schedule comes out? Maybe as a player, what was the first thing that you ended up looking at? First thing for us as a player is road games. Want to know where we're going, uh, you know, when when the buy. The number one thing is when the buy is. (laughs) Right? Because you can get your buy in week three. That's a long year. Sure. That's a long. I've been there. My rookie year, we had our bye week three, I believe, which made for an extremely long rookie mm. year, include because we went all the way to the Super Bowl. You want to talk about hit a wall? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I, I hit the wall, and then the wall fell on me. Right. So, and especially as you get older, you like your bye week right after like week seven, week nine, just so you can you know heal up, recharge a little bit. Uh, so those are the the, the, the the couple things that uh, as players we would look for when the schedule came out. I, I think it's funny because there was the time when the Browns came back into the league and the Texans hadn't joined yet. You had 31 teams, so you had to have a buy a team on a buy every single week. So there were some week one buys for teams. There were week 17 buys for for a team. It was a crazy period when you had that odd number of teams. I mentioned that the primetime schedule is always something that is unique. Sunday night has the flex opportunities, but you're looking at Thursday night football now on Fox. You're looking at what Monday night gives you. You're looking at Thanksgiving Day, those sort of games. But what I think is so intriguing this time around, and I and I want I want us to make our predictions on what we could see ahead. But I'm curious on how they handle the Buccaneers. Do they handle them like they handled the Patriots in previous years? Do they handle them like they do the Cowboys and Steelers and give them multiple prime time games, maybe more so than other teams in the NFL? How many do you think that the Buccaneers are going to get the full on treatment of the full court press when it comes to primetime TV? One hundred percent. It's what people you saw what the odds did. Right? Yep. You saw what happened. This is going to be must-see TV because people want to see it happen. They want to see it go well. I want to see it fail. Right? So that's the most captivating uh, uh, team right now in terms of this storied quarterback goes to a new destination after 20 years. What does he have left in the tank? Is 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 he the second coming? So, yeah, they're right in the forefront. I wouldn't be surprised if they started off the season Thursday night football against the Patriots. Well, 
Well, here's the here's the deal. They don't play the Patriots, so they're not going to have that game. But also, Thursday night's going to be reserved for the Chiefs. It is of Super course. Bowl champions. They're going to get that. But that leads me to my point. I think the Buccaneers are going to open up on Sunday night football. And I know that you would say, like, well, what about a Fox in, in, in wanting, you know, Tom Brady? They're going to get plenty because the Buccaneers have a great home schedule. They play the Packers. They play the Chiefs. They play the Vikings, Rams, uh, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and Chargers. CBS is going to get a good, you know, Tom Brady. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Yeah, Mahomes game. Chiefs, Tampa Bay, Thursday night. I I I don't I well the, it would be in Tampa. I think the Chiefs are going to be home. I think it's going to be Green Bay and Tampa Bay on Sunday night football mm. to open up nice. the NFL season. You get Rodgers against Brady. The Battle of the Bays in the late 80s was awful. I think it's going to be a dandy. It's a dandy of a show, Ephraim. We'll do it again next week. Absolutely, How about brother. That? All right, enjoy the last dance. We'll talk to you next Sunday on Fox Sports Sunday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.